looking at today's weddings, I think back to, I think back home. For some of you who do not know, I'm from Nigeria. And I grew up in a, a deep Catholic environment. You know, uh, Catholicism has a pride of place among other uh, Christian religions. So I grew up uh, in an environment where it is even a crime back in the days to read books that are not Catholics, and where perhaps Anglicans or Protestants or other Pentecostal churches are regarded, you know, like inferior. That's a kind of uh, supersectionism, a kind of having the mentality that your own is better than others. And when you look around you, you will see and notice sometimes we might be caught up in the same mentality that because we are Catholics or because we are Christians, then we are better than others who are not Christians or non-Christians. You see the same coming up in today's first reading and gospel reading. You know, the spirit given to the 70 elders and also uh, others who were prophesying and uh, casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And the disciples were kind of, no, these people are not part of us. They do not be belong to our circle. We should stop them and the response of Christ. So that takes me back last week to something that I saw on when I was watching a video of a Muslim woman. This woman was a kind of uh, conducting deliverance and uh, engaging in some form of prophetic ministry. And because she's a Muslim, the same mentality that one who is not a Catholic or a Christian uh, shouldn't be engaged in prophetic ministry, people were surprised. They were surprised, why? Because we have been caught up in that circle of domesticating God, that is to put God in a bracket that he belongs to us and the spirit is given only to us so that those who are outside of us cannot prophesy. So we see ourselves as God-chosen people, as God's PA, personal assistant. And you see that in so many examples going on today, how you and I unintentionally or intentionally stereotype others because of the way they think, behave, or the group they belong to or the way we exclude others in what we do, like the disciples and the 70 elders. You know, Medad and Eldad, in the first period of today, they were in the camp, meaning that they were outside of the 70 elders, and yet they received the blessings, the spirit of God to prophesy. And you see the response of Moses, that he wished this spirit of prophecy is given to everyone, even those who are outside of the circle or group. And because of the confessional pride, or even ignorance, I may call it, we think that the work of God or the spirit of God or the name of God should be limited only to us. And we extend the same tendency and ignorance in other areas of life, especially in relating to others, 
who may not be like us, who do not think like us, who do not behave like us, that same mentality of super-sectionism or stereotype or excluding others, thinking that the grace and mercy of God is only in our own bracket. Recently, you've heard many things going on, like some of us who prefer the extraordinary form of the Mass and those who prefer the ordinary form of Mass. However, it is the same name of God that is being praised, whether you prefer the extraordinary or you prefer the ordinary form of the Mass. In all of that, may the name of Jesus Christ be praised, whether it is in the extraordinary or in the ordinary. So why do we think, because we belong or prefer the extraordinary, that those who do the ordinary do not know what they are doing? If really the Spirit is in us, then we should be able to recognize the answer that Christ gave to the disciples. Who is not against us is with us, for the Spirit flows wherever it wills. So it's one of the many mistakes we make always as Christians to think outside of the example that I've given that non-Christians do not, um, or that non-Christians are condemned to hellfire. It's a kind of idolatry, the idolatry in us that blinds us from seeing the humanity of others. It is an idolatry that blinds us also from uh, valuing others, to see the value in others. So we call them off as those in darkness that they have nothing in common with us who are in the light. So that is what the scripture is challenging us to do. Already we know for those who read church history with Vatican II, the church has opened its windows and doors to the grace and mercy of God. And to begin to recognize that there are elements of salvation in other places outside of the Catholic Church. There are also elements of sanctification in other places outside of our own circle. If you have time, you can read one of the Vatican II documents, Lumen Gentium, number 16. And that is why the church is engaging in what is called ecumenism, that is a dialogue with those of other Christian churches to recognize that this salvation that Christ has brought is for everyone, even those who are of different denominations than us. That is the spirit that Christ is calling us to do today. We see that in Paul's letter to Romans chapter 2, that God does not show any favoritism to anyone. Even in the mission of St. Peter, he said it, that anyone who believes and calls on the name of the Lord is accepted, anyone who fears him. So God's goodness is not limited to us, but something to be recognized in anyone who believes. So nobody can quench the Spirit of God so that all of us can be informed through the readings of today in the first reading and the gospel reading. For out of envy, jealousy, we might be tempted to fall into these sins of scandalizing others, 
because the original Greek word used in the gospel, you know, the English is limited to translate. It says, whoever causes these little ones to sin. But the original language says, whoever scandalizes, so we can scandalize others when we exhibit that mentality of my own way is the best way and no other person. So when we exhibit that I know it all, or that I have a monopoly of the truth of God, then we are scandalizing even those who are outside of our own group. So Christ is inviting us to have that open mind and heart like Jesus Christ himself, to allow the Spirit to flow wherever it wills. And so today, we call on him to renew in us if the hand will cause us to scandalize others, because the hand is meant to reach out to others, to touch others in love, then to cut it off. Not literal meaning like to cut off our hands, but these are more of spiritual interpretation. So if our eyes, our, our eyes should be more functional to see the goodness of God outside of our own circle, outside of our own uh, ethnicity, outside of our own tribe, outside of here and now, to see the goodness of God in others. And then if it is our foot, to see the pathway of God in different places, in different nations, and how the Spirit is calling us to be open to all of that. And so my dear brothers and sisters, today, if we hear his voice challenging us, provoking <clears throat> us to recognize him, to see that the elements of truth can be found outside. Or let me give you the final example to end the homily. Perhaps my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter does not believe in what we do in this place as Catholics instead of condemning them, those who are already outside, the hand to touch of love, the hand or to reach out in love, or even to build an ordinary friendly relationship can go a long way to speak of recognizing the spirit and goodness of God in others than trying to convert and say, if you do not receive the Eucharist, then you are damned or you are you know, going to hell or all of that. So to be open to recognize the Spirit of God wherever we can see it. May God bless his words in our hearts always for Christ <coughs> our Lord. Amen. Amen.